Hello and happy Friday. Welcome to the weekly Bible wrap-up, which I really should change the name to the daily Bible wrap-up. Just haven't gotten around to it yet. But I am enjoying doing this daily, particularly today. Did you ever have that moment, any moment, when a Bible reading is exactly what you needed at that moment? This morning, as I trudged up the stairs to my office at 6.15 in the morning, discouraged and not looking forward to the day for a variety of business reasons, I thought of putting off today's reading and recording. Then that voice, the nudge, came to me that I need to read, that I have to do this, that I would find what I needed in the readings. And so, there it is. In today's psalm, which is Psalm 42, starting at the beginning. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. When we're discouraged, that is exactly when we need to remember God. I needed that this morning. He's always there for us, always guiding us. We, I, just have to stop my desire to control things and let go, let God. Learn that every day, every minute. New Testament, Luke 11, we pick up in 33. Jesus begins with what we have talked about before, about us being the light for the world, and that a lamp must not be hidden. In other words, we must be bold in our faith. We should not hide our light or our faith. Jesus also states that our eyes are lamps for our bodies. We need to walk in light to replenish our light, not walk in the darkness, lest we be filled with darkness. Jesus is invited, as he was speaking, so this is a time statement, to have dinner at the house of a Pharisee. He sat down to eat without performing the hand-washing ceremony, which, quote, amazed his host. Jesus notes, you Pharisees, now it seems like that it could be indicating more than one is there, are more concerned about outside cleanliness than inner cleanliness. You clean your inside by giving gifts to the poor. Tithing is important, and the Pharisees make it a point to show when they tithe, but they, quote, neglect the more important things, end quote. That's the cleanliness inside. Now, the section now is three sorrows for the Pharisees. Public tithing, public acts of honor, hidden graves that knows no one knows the corruption they are stepping on. That's a quote. Second one actually is public seats of honor, excuse me. A little difficulty reading my writing there. The Pharisees are insulted, and Jesus responds with another list of sorrows. Experts in religious law that require unbearable religious demands is one. Sometimes I think Catholicism kind of falls under that. Building monuments to prophets while standing with those ancestors who killed them. Is another. And then Jesus says something even more interesting. Quote, as a result, 
This generation will be held responsible for the murder of all God's prophets from the creation of the world. End quote. So here, at this time, is a dividing point, wheat from chaff. Those who are made righteous by a sacrificial Jesus, coming up fairly shortly, and those bearing responsibility for cumulative sins against God who do not accept Jesus. Jesus started to leave, but the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees, plural, so there were several there. Maybe this is like another act inquisition to try to trick him up we'll find out that's true in just a second tried to provoke jesus into saying something that they would trap him there you go so they had probably cause to kill him now that's my ad but i'm pretty sure that that was the end desire to get rid of jesus permanently note they never really found anything beyond what jesus said the truth of him being king over another kingdom not of this world Old Testament, Deuteronomy 6, we pick up with a listing of the commands, decrees, and regulations that the people must obey when they enter the promised land. All will go well if they obey. The first and most important quote, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. End quote. We must do this every day, every hour, every minute, every second. To do this will push away discouragement, as I've come to found. Because how can you be discouraged when living for God? It's not easy. I get it. I get it. We get pulled by so many distractions, temptations, issues, worries, pains, sorrows, delights. It's not easy being human. The next command is to teach the children these commands. Too much today, you see, parents want to be best friends and not teach biblical truths to their children, which includes necessary discipline. Discipline's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It keeps us grounded. It helps us learn. Now, our society, in my opinion, sees the results of not obeying this daily. Over to Deuteronomy 6, or I guess... We are in Deuteronomy 6, but this is a good example for a guideline for living, as, by the way, is the book of James. My church just finished a series on James a few weeks ago, and it was a probably an eight, nine, ten-week series. It was a while. I got a whole different appreciation for James. Going to love it when you get to that point in the daily Bible wrap-up podcast. All right, Deuteronomy 7 is introduced as the privilege of holiness. It's an interesting way to begin, given how the word privilege is a well-used word in today's society, usually in a negative connotation. We should always remember it is a privilege to be holy. Now, Moses notes the Lord would do much for the people by clearing out seven nations, the Hittites, Gingashites, Amorites, Canaanites, Perizzites, Herites, and Jebusites. Hope I got those right. Don't integrate with them as they will dilute the privilege of holiness. The balance of this chapter, obey and you will be blessed. It's a common theme. Moses recounts how God has led, protected, and has fought for the Israelites 
to encourage faithfulness and discourage fear. And then on to Deuteronomy 8, which begins with a caution. Be careful to obey all of the Lord's commands. And then an interesting point, quote, remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness for these 40 years, humbling you and testing you to prove your character and to find out whether or not you would obey his commands, end quote. Remember this when discouraged. It may just be a great opportunity to get closer to God, an intentional season gifted by God to draw you closer. Quote, people do not live by bread alone. Rather, we live by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. End quote. This was the reason for manna. Quote, the Lord your God disciplines you for your own good. End quote. What did I just say about discipline? That is exactly, it's a good thing. It's a gift. But when you do receive blessings... Quote, do not become proud at the time and forget the Lord your God, end quote. If you do, you will, quote, certainly be destroyed. And that's it for today. We'll see you tomorrow. Happy Saturday coming up. Live today as if the king's coming back today. Mm -hmm.